This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And this is Jacob Bratz with JLB Morelia, and you are listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast. Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. I'm Jacob Brotz, JLB Morelia. We're here again. Another kind of like short week, I guess. Like we had an episode, what was that, Sunday? Sunday, yeah. Now we have an episode Thursday, so we're kind of doubling down. But this episode, just like all the previous episodes, is brought to you by Steve's Snakeuary and Fishhead Diagnostics. So if you like hot sauce and making sure your animals are clean, we have the sponsors for you. While eating hot sauce. (laughs) Man, do we have the people you need Man, to Man, we have the just <laughs> the slam dunk of sponsors if that's what you're into. Perfection. Yeah, or if you like either one, which if you're a reptile keeper, which you probably are if you're listening to this, you should know who Fish Head Diagnostics is. And if you like hot sauce, you should know who Steve Snakeuary is. All of the proceeds from his hot sauce sales go to help him and his snake sanctuary. Which is always a good thing. He helps educate... Tons of people in the greater Louisiana area, and uh, he has a YouTube channel, so he puts a lot of a lot of time on the front lines of yeah. educating non-snake people about snakes. And Does a lot of cool stuff. Native snakes, especially, yeah. which he's in Louisiana, so you know mm-hmm. that everyone's been chased by a godmouth. Oh, yeah. I saw a nest of copperheads, you know, so he helps dispel all that garbage. Yep. So, go check him out, and of course, y'all already know Fishhead, so... Yes, my results. So go do that. Should be coming back any day. Oh, I thought you were getting them today. I thought so too, but I guess it'll be tomorrow. I they're gonna get emailed to me, so whatever. Hashtag infected. Been waiting this long, you know. Whatever. Yeah. Hashtag turn- share knowledge, not know. The turnaround time is actually pretty impressive. Yeah, it's it. it's really quick. I got mine like barely a week after I sent it in, so that was cool. I need to test some more animals, honestly. Currently smoking a Liga Pravada number nine, double Corona, Corona Doble. That's fancy. It's delicious. So should we talk about what we're doing tonight? Yeah, we yeah. should. Going to that. Keeping me on track. That's I right. Like that. Yeah. So tonight we uh, we're doing something. Uh, I guess it's not that different, but we are starting a new. I just call it like a series because it's kind of like series a, one, or a what's segment. like our one-on-ones once yeah. a month, but this is kind of a, maybe yeah. not necessarily a monthly thing we do, yeah. but sort of something. It, it definitely probably won't be monthly, but uh, it'll be something we do regularly, so I guess you call it a segment, I suppose. Well, I guess a segment would be in a show. But yeah, I guess a series. Um, this Indian coffee is really good. Indian coffee. Yeah, from, shout out to beloved coffee roasters here in Beaufort. Mm-hmm. Coffee's delicious. They yeah. roast it all in-house. And this Indian is no different he gets all kind of, he, he's the one who had that Papua New Guinea coffee that uh, I sent to Riley oh yeah I hope he brings that back because that stuff was different that coffee was something strange yeah God. that's good it's very good that's good but anyway so Sorry. no you're good so this will be our first episode of our bolo bolo series. shows bolo shows as we like to call it 
Bolo is going to stand for be on the lookout. Justin came up with that. Um, so basically what this is going to do, what we're trying to do here is highlight up and coming people who are getting into the hobby and they want to work their way to becoming a breeder and breeding their own animals. Um, so this is going to be, we're going to do episodes where we highlight people who are on the up and up, good people we know in the hobby that haven't necessarily bred yet, but they're working towards it. So people that you should be on the lookout for in the near future, even far future for breeding purposes. So this will be the first episode of that. And Mostly we, friends and listeners and yeah. that are planning some stuff out, like they have a, a clear goal yeah. in line in mind and... I just think they're cool people that you should probably yeah. know about. And, you know, we think it's a it's a good way to get, you know, even more people involved with the show, um, which is always good. And, uh, yeah, highlight people who are on the up and up and doing really well. And I think our guest this week is a very, very good example of that. I know. <laughs> I know. Who is it? Today, we will be joined by Ryan Cox of Specialized Fauna. Um, he, it's a cool name. Yeah, I like I it. I like it. Like, I was I thinking like about it. it today when I was driving to work, because I was thinking about the episode and what we're going to do. I was like, you know, that's actually, that's a pretty legit. It's a pretty it's baller a really name. cool name. Like, yeah. if you think about it. I like it. You can, I don't know. It's just. It covers everything. Everyone has exotics yeah. in his name. Yeah. Present company included. Yep. AKA me. So that gets kind of played out. Like yours Basic. is cool because yours doesn't. I mean, look. I wouldn't say mine's cool, but you know, I went the classic initials route. But here's a cool question for you: When you were thinking of a name for yours, did you have any other names you wanted to use but didn't? You know, it's funny. Um, I had a name that I actually made that I was using. I changed my Instagram and everything, and uh, it was JB Morelia. And someone commented and was like, ha ha, not to be uh, not to be confused with E.B. Morelia. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, that's pretty can't close, go, actually. Can't go stepping on the king. Yeah, I was like, I can't do that. So I added the L in there, and I felt like that was enough. Dominoes. Mr. Cox. What's up? What's going on, brother? Oh, not much. Live the dream. Well, you know. That's right. Well, you know. <laughs> Oh man! You know. What what's good over in uh, Kentucky? We were just talking about uh, you, actually. Getting lucky in Kentucky. Hmm. Not speaking of Kentucky, I don't know y'all. I was reading this article a minute ago of my hunting magazine. Uh, apparently, we have pine snakes in Kentucky. Huh. I did not know that. I was amazed, and no one else understood my excitement about fun, that. <laughs> fun backwoods trailer park myth that is true, and you wouldn't know it. But if there's pine snakes. There's pine trees. There's pine snakes. Not necessarily true. Yeah. My uncle told worked. me that <laughs> when I was but a boy. We were cruising along on the bayou. In the bayou. And he he threw a full can of warm natty light at my head and said, Look, boy, if there's pine trees, there's pine snakes. My father taught me that. And his father's father. And his father after that. They eat pine cones. If there's a pine tree, if it smells like pine, if you're in the candle section at Walmart and you smell pine, (laughs) there's a pine snake on that shelf. Because they love the smell of pine. Let me tell you. 
If there's a bottle of pine saw, there's a pine snake. <laughs> In the pine saw. That's how they make pine saw. One day we were, we were walking around the Kmart. <laughs> the Kmart. And I smelled pine. And I ran for the hills. Shove a stick up my ass and call me a corn dog boy. There was a hissing pine snake on that shelf. What the fuck? Okay. All right. And I said, Daddy, quick, throw me the can of skull. I'm going to take this one out because I got a mean sidearm. I pitch it like Jose Canseco. (laughs) And I I threw that can hard. And that pine snake was just his name. (laughs) And I said, no, not today. Are you enjoying the liquor too tonight? That's the problem. He's sober as all get out. God damn, uh, now I'm all alone. No, I got I got a little drink right here. I'm not uh I'm not I'm not going hard because you know I gotta. I have, Don't say you got to work tomorrow. You work four day weeks. I know. No, I well actually I've been working a lot of overtime. Thank you very much, but no, I'm not working tomorrow. Oh, this boy don't know what real work is. Says the guy that watches TV all day at work. Dude. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. My good there. and bad days I went are there. judged by what if there was anything good on TV, and today was a good ass day. It was, like a, it was like a Scorsese marathon on AMC, so they had what? The Departed, which is one of my all-time favorite movies, and then right after that, Goodfellas came on. So for like six hours straight, it was just De Niro, Pesci, doing the De Niro two-step on Fools. <laughs> awesome. Oh, Great movies. Man. Scorsese. You're not know, really surprised Wolf of Wall Street didn't come on there then. Yeah, that I don't know. That, that fantastic one, movie. Yeah, but there's, it's not very TV appropriate, though. No, it's not TV. It sucks on TV. It sucks on TV. Yeah, because the it, movie gets cut out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not really TV you know, appropriate. Cause it, oh, neither was Snakes on a Plane, but FX can still put the no monkey fighting snakes as monkey fighting plane. <laughs> monkey. F- Hahaha. <laughs> Oh my gosh! That's what he says in the FX version. Yeah, it's oh, it's bad. Some of the some man, you trying to play footsie with me or something? Damn! Keep your feet on your side of the freaking table. Damn, Sasquatch! Hold on one second. I have a family thing going on right now. I had to put you on speaker real quick. Don't kill me. Don't kill me for the feedback. Ah. Oh, uh, so were we done talking about the uh, before Ryan called? Were we done? The pine snakes? No, before not. Not that we're done with that name thing. What name thing? No, we were talking about your name actually. We were we were like talking the, about the show. Not, no, 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 no. Oh, but we're all adults here, Ryan. You know what? You know Bullshit. what? You know what happens to Ryan when he gets cold? What's that? He turns into a coxicle. <laughs> Damn it. That was a good one. What? <laughs> he turns into a coxicle. Yeah, it's it's not good. It's perfect. No, it's not. It's the best. No. Why are my glasses? <laughs> my Cause, eyebrows. Because you're sweating. My Neanderthal like jeans. Fucking... My eyes, like the, the space above my eye where my eyebrows are, whatever that's scientifically called. They're so deep and squatch like. That my glasses fog <laughs> sitting on my face. I did normally. call you a squatch today. So. Yeah, he's this dude. I don't even remember that. I'm surprised you don't have a unibrow. You're so fucking hairy. Well, I they have these things called 
uh, razors. Oh. And you use them to oh. trim. And I trim. That makes sense. I manscape. Now, I, now, now, that I, now that I'm looking, I can Wait, see Wait, hold on. It. So you trim it. your eyebrow, eyebrows. You watch midget porn. <laughs> what else do you do? What, what do we not know? <laughs> oh, my God. Ryan jumping right in. I love it. Well, I don't understand. Okay? <laughs> the whole midget thing. <laughs> was never at any point said out loud that that's it what never happens. Was. Everyone just insinuates it. You made it very clear that you're in the midgets. Justin. False. I think it started with no. Oklahoma, False. didn't it? No, it's... I don't even remember how it started. I don't either. I just started getting memes from people about me and pictures no. of midgets. It, it came up in an episode. I don't remember how it got brought up, but you made a joke about midgets, and then I said something. And No. Dude, something to be ashamed of. I'm not ashamed. You've told me. Hey, like, we do not kink shame here. We are all adults. Remember, yeah, you said that. That's right. All right. So I can already tell this is going to be one of those episodes where the explicit logo is going to be. Oh yeah, I was going to warn you right away. Like I've had a few drinks. I'm mad so... at all the snakes right now. So I will probably. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you're in a minivan full of children. This is your out. We'll give you five. <laughs> Turn seconds, this off five now. Seconds of silence for you to change it to uh, the Wiggles or whatever it else is that you need to listen to in your car. Jimmy Buffett. I don't know. That's what I was raised on. So, just a suggestion. Cheeseburger to paradise. Oh, God. Did you say cheeseburger in paradise? <laughs> that wasn't five seconds, Ryan. <laughs> I have no idea. Cheeseburger in paradise. Wasting away in Margaritaville. I got two cheeseburgers to paradise. No, not that song. Why not? I Anyways, slowly, so you changed down. your name from EB, well, you from JB yeah. to JLB because yeah. you didn't want to sound like Burke. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. And I somebody had commented one. that, and I was like, "Oh shit, I need to, I need to change that real quick." When I was a freshman so. in high school, <clears throat> oh, I was gonna make mine because I was like, "I'm gonna breed carpets. It's gonna be awesome," and I was gonna be Infinity Morelia, which is actually kind of a cool name. And I have that email address still. Mm. Like I still use it. Oh, I know. All my spam goes to it. All yeah. Junk. I don't ever yeah. use it anymore. But from since ninth grade, and I graduated yeah. ten years ago. So fourteen years ago. Fourteen. <clears throat> it's twenty nineteen. It is. Uh, <laughs> so this was. It's no, still two thousand seventeen in Kentucky, Ryan. It's okay. Okay, I got you. Yeah. So I was a freshman, and I still have that email to this day. God, you're old. I know. <laughs> I'm a big boy now. Uh, I got a mortgage. All right, dude, shut up about your damn house. Got a garage. God, it's all I you nice freaking talk about anymore. I got a nice outside trash can that I'm sure the raccoons will just obliterate. I have an outside trash can. I got a nice porch. got a nice mailbox. Do you so, sit on your porch and yell at children? No. We didn't cigars. have some random child like go scooting down the road the other day in his boxers on like one of those little three wheeled scooters. What the hell? Apparently, Hell yeah! Apparently, he like flew the coop from his parents. And Ryan, I feel like that to, would like, be jump you as in a child. front of our car. Like literally, Jesus. Jake, you sound I tried to go right around now. him. <clears throat> What'd you say? So Jake, you sound distant right now. <sighs> Every freaking time, yeah. always happens. That's a that's a reoccurring. It was weird, like you were talking, and then like you got distant. So I don't know. How about now? Is it, is it the same thing? I just need you to scream the whole time. Don't. Yeah, I can't do that. Okay. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, 
Did you even come up? Do we even have an outline for this episode? Not really. That's cool. Ryan's a buddy, so. So. This is gonna be no, so bad. Feel free to make one at any time. Yeah, well, we'll just go with it. So, as we said, this is our first uh, bolo, bolo show. Bolo show. So, Ryan. Yes. People are gonna be on the lookout for you yeah, after bolo, this episode. Bolo for Cox. Bolo for Cox. Oh dear, this C-O-X. is a terrible idea. No, this is a fantastic idea. Ryan Cox. So Ryan, Ryan Cox, tell us yes. tell us about yourself, man. What are you what are you about? What are you getting into? Name ad, name, address, social security what number, all that. Laboratory where you S two Well, I I'm from a top secret location called Kentucky. Uh where's that? Off Highway forty four on the eastern side of the Mississippi. Is this the same Kentucky that has a fried chicken restaurant? It is. It is the same Kentucky. I love so, do y'all have like the headquarters there? We have the headquarters here, and let me tell you, Jake, I live in a very special place in the world, where I can literally get in my car and drive 15 minutes and hit like four of the biggest distilleries on the planet. Ooh. That's how special we are. But all, all everybody cares about is the damn Colonel and his chicken. <laughs> State icon. It's all that Mike matters. The, the the chicken is all that matters. We love our fried chicken down here in Beaver, South Carolina. There's actually probably a profile picture of me with like a giant Colonel Sanders statue somewhere on my Facebook. I don't like bone-in chicken. Like I like wings, I, but I don't like, you like breasts wings. and I don't like legs. Like I don't like you know when you. Buy so you a like chicken, chicken nuggets? Yes, <laughs> pretty much. Chicken tenders, chicken nuggets. Pussy. I'm with you. I can't say shit. Yeah. It's just annoying. It's a lot of work for very yeah. little meat. And I feel <laughs> it's like... a lot of work for little profit. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, no. I, I, I like I like chicken dinner. legs, but that's about. Well, I'm, I'm with well, the, the other. Skin is always fun. It's like it's fantastic. The oh, skin yeah. is fantastic on oh, it. Yeah. Get you a little crunchy feel. Oh yeah. But the problem is for me being like the semi single guy. I say semi because you know things might be changing. Ooh, but like ooh. for me, oh, if I'm on a date with guy. a woman. I'm gonna be like trying to eat that shit and like it's in my teeth and I look like a full blown heathen. So I gotta get my chicken nuggets. <laughs> I hear that, man. So you're telling me that when you take a girl out to dinner, you take her to KFC? Five dollar Phillip. No, 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 no. You don't do the KFC. It's Wendy's, okay? You go to Wendy's, it's a classy joint. I'm classy. And then if you if you wife her up, you take her to Chili's and get her chicken crispers. My man. He knows what's oh up. Oh my god! You gonna take me on a date? Chill. <laughs> I love that I make reference. Hold on, to hold, on hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh god! Jake's bless. loud noise Sorry. made the. Uh, Did I fuck everything up? You, you literally got so loud the computer was like, "What the hell?" Sorry. Loud noises. I'm gonna have to turn you down now because of that, sir. Ryan can hardly. You've, you've been docked. Ryan can barely hear me as it is. What? Ah uh, ah. Uh, no, I heard See, that. I Why are you yelling? I don't know. It's the mic, man. It's not. I have a powerful voice. I have a booming voice. What do you want from me? Oh my god. We're twenty minutes into this. Can okay, right. let's let's get this going. Let's Ryan, bring it tell back it, in. let's bring it back. Let's in. get back to Ryan here. Mr. Cox, tell us about yourself, brother. I am a complete moron who has a weird obsession with particulated pythons and very large snakes. But I also have a weird obsession with colubrids. Nice. I would say call you bridge because that's the proper way, but everybody will lose their fucking mind. So it is call you bridge. We had this discussion in Philly, Jake. Tomato, tomato. Did we? Yes, we did. We actually, and I sat down with you, Joe, Melissa. I was like, boom, look it up. Webster's, it's call bridge. 
but which the, uh, the, 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 the it's really gonna depend on the night that we have this conversation as to how I, if I remember it or not. It was during cheesesteak time, okay? It was Sunday. Oh, it was during cheesesteak time. That was recovery yeah, time. So head. yeah, that was I was very tired. Actually, he was really good on on Sunday. It was Saturday that we were all kind of like dead to the world. Yeah. Yeah, we were. Because you like drove all the time. I got shmammered at Eric's on accident on Friday. Shmammered. <laughs> no, I was I was okay Saturday for the most part. Sunday I was freaking tired. I was really tired Sunday. I don't know. Anyway, carpet fest, man. Carpet fest, man. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, continue. I'm sorry. But I don't. I'm. I've been like dabbled in and out of reptiles since I was younger in high school. Took, got away from a long time because of you know cars and girls and stuff like that. And then the last male year, distractions. I, it really is. It's just it's awful. It's just awful. It's deplorable. <laughs> but I don't know. Last year I decided like you know I'm gonna. I've somebody that found Garrett's YouTube channel, and I've always had a weird obsession with articulated pythons. Because I mean, whether you like morphs or not, a wild type retic is a very pretty animal. Because oh, yeah. they have this this glimmer and this like caramel color to them that you can look at. And you're like, man, that is just smoking hot. But I don't know. Yeah, man, I fully agree. Retics are some of the most gorgeous. Man. <laughs> Reed dicks are some of the most gorgeous animals on the planet, man. Just wild types. They are just. They're, they're probably like they're one absolutely... of the prettier brown snakes. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, now behind, you get but... like the other stuff, like chondros, they are gorgeous in their own sense. Uh, jungles are pretty, even though they're artificial as shit. They're like, you know, that girl with too much plastic surgery. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, all of them have their own thing. But I think of like a brown python species, reticulated pythons are hands down. I mean, they're the coolest looking. I think it's the yeah. iridescence that they have. They're almost like a yeah. giant rainbow boa. Yeah, yeah they have a, re- a really heavy shine to them. That's something I've noticed with my guys a lot, uh, yeah. particularly my Sulawesi. I take him out in the sunlight, and he just glistens all shiny, and I'm <laughs> like, oh, you're so fucking gorgeous. <laughs> so happy. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. So uh, what, kind of, what kind of snakes do you have right now? What do you keep? Not shit, actually. Everybody thinks I have a giant collection. I actually dealt with it thinly. Uh, I was talking to James Lewis and Matt Minatola, I think it was. They're like, how many do you keep? And I'm like, I keep like seven seven snakes right now. I have the three reticulated pythons, uh, the two gray rat snakes, the carpet python. And actually, no, I only have six. Don't I? Six? Yeah, never mind, just six. And then I have my ancient leopard geckos that have lived forever. Nice. Through all of my endeavors with reptiles, they've always kind of hung out. I have a pair of leopard geckos. The male is 14. Yeah, he's 14. No, he might be 12. I don't know. I have to sit down and think about it. I've had him since middle school. <laughs> and the female, she's like six because I got her when I was a senior in high school because I wanted to be a gecko breeder. Someone shoot me for that decision. <laughs> Crickets are awful. Oh, my God. I hate dealing with insects, man. That's why like, I got, I, that's I why I got out of lizards. I understand Melissa's obsession, or not obsession, but hatred for things with legs. That's I, I love monitors. I fucking love monitors. They're so gorgeous. I mean, green tree monitors and black tree monitors, because I have a weird fetish for tree monitors. Tree monitors, talk with the words, uh, and stuff like that. But I couldn't deal with it. I mean, the feeding every day, the UV, the upkeep, oh, my God, it sounds horrible. 
Yeah, that was that was my biggest draw to getting out of lizards and into snakes full time because they're a lot easier. Yeah, like, every time I hear Justin talk about him keeping crestids, I'm like, what the hell is wrong with him? <laughs> you just cringe inside a little bit. I, I crestids were fun. You did you did crestids for a long time. I, did I think for they're... like a, two years. Really? That's it? Yeah. I thought you did it longer than that. Oh. Two years or so, and then it was just I was like snakes. They were snakes were always my my number one. Like, yeah, snakes were. They were a good stepping they had, stone. They had my heart. Yeah, they so were a good stepping like, stone yeah. to get you so get you out like, there. Finally, I was like, I want to go back to snakes. This I'm, is taking up too much time. I want to go like snakes spoil you, man. I tell you, the, the, oh yeah, those geckos were almost a reason I didn't follow you back on Instagram. You follow me, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, dude. Oh, the bro, first, the first thing, I, the first thing I said when I saw your when I saw your page was, "Oh man, it's just another crusty gecko chick? breeder." Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, then I saw a picture of a brettles and a green tree, and I was like, "All right, maybe he's all right." I guess let's hit him. He's up. got a bread line. He's cool. Yeah, let's. I guess we can see what he's about. I hit him up, and I was like, "All right, he's not too bad." Main reason was you were considering buying some carpets for me, so I was like, I guess we'll. Still regret that I guess he can come over and uh, if he's gonna give me some money, and then uh, here we are. Here we are. Like what? Two years later. Two and a half years later. Yeah, because we started the podcast what six months six after. Months after yeah, something like that. So about two years. That's weird. Feel like I just met you, bro. No, so, Justin, I feel like you never left, <laughs> Mr. Cox. I was gonna ask you a really wild question, but oh, I lost it, and so I'm gonna follow it up with, "What would you have to do?" Because you know, we all like going to like Carpet Fest or Daytona or Tenley or whatever, and this kind of like just to prove my point of things with legs. But uh, what would you have to do? Like, did you have ever have to get like get somebody to come over? And then take care of your geckos and stuff. Yes. And I could imagine it being a pain in the hey, ass having to get somebody yeah. you trusted enough. You know, the issue with like that kind of thing really dictated whether I went on vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, How long only, you could go exactly, on vacation? Yeah. Like that really played a big factor in if I actually yeah. like took time off. Because to me, like, there's really no such thing as time off when it comes to these guys. But yeah. Uh, Fortunately, I have a friend, Danielle Klein, who, uh, follow her on Instagram. She's Carolina Moon Geckos. Big shout out to Danny. <clears throat> she keeps Cresteds and she lives here in town, here in Beaufort. And so I pretty much just had her come over and take care of him because I didn't have to tell her what to do. Like yeah. she already knew, you know, so that made life a lot easier. But, but still, it would be hard to leave for a whole week well, and that, then expect and her to just come over and do it all. explain to someone who doesn't know what they're doing with them, like my mom or Katie or whatever. Right. It's like, oh man, like. It's almost like to the point where you just don't want to go. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you almost it. dread it to a point, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So if you, yeah, that's the beautiful thing about snakes, man. It's like, no, realistically, you don't want to change. You don't want to go a whole week or more without changing water. But if you feed them and fill up their water dish nice and full, you could leave them for a week and they'll be fine. You know. So you know, I just have the dart frogs to really worry about with that. But yeah, but even those aren't aren't, aren't as hard. It'd be easy enough for your dad to come over and throw some fruit flies in there. Or Katie something. can do it. Katie likes the frogs. Oh, cool. So. See, because that's something that's something a lot of people don't ever think about whenever like they're first dipping their toes in the water. 
because for some reason we push lizards on people very heavily. We're like, mm-hmm. you should get a bearded dragon or a leopard gecko or a crested gecko. And as people get older, like, you know, like even kids, like they get into like college or they get out and they want to go travel and see some stuff. They forget like, oh, I have this little animal that depends on me now. Yeah. That's my leopard geckos I hate. Like I have to get my parents. I'm like, because I have to call them like, hey, just throw some super worms in there, you know, change your water, fill it back up. It's dry or whatever. And usually they're good. Yeah. I haven't had a problem since. But uh, if I had like leech, I love leechianus geckos. Like last week's episode y'all did, it was awesome. Y'all did so great with that. But yeah, leeches, I, could, I couldn't I could do cool, that man. because you have to care for them so much. Ugh, ugh, scary. And to think, like, that's the kind of the crazy thing is I was actually feeding my Cresteds less than what a person normally probably would. Mm. And even that was, like, asking, if I'm gone for a week, asking for someone to come over three times during that week and handle... Because when I was done, I had, what, you like had 80 a, of those you things? You had like, a that's lot a, of geckos, That's a tall dude. order. You that's had a, that many? With babies and everything, yeah. You're insane. It's like 70 Jesus. or something like that. Maybe between 60 and 80. I don't know exactly. But that's a lot to ask somebody. Yeah. To be like, hey, I need you to come over. I need you to make sure all of these have water. I need to make sure all of these are fit, you know, all of these are fed. And then I need you to check on them again and do it all again two days later. Yeah. yeah. That's just a lot to ask with snakes. It's like, Meh. yeah, they're fine. They're good to yeah. go. Just make sure the room's not too hot or whatever. You know, yeah. Just, check on them and make sure everyone's still kicking yeah realistically i never leave for more than a week at a time if i'm if i go on vacation vacation so yeah i think a week is probably the most i would really want to push it myself with the snakes yeah with the snakes definitely and i mean work-wise i just can't be gone for more than well, a week it's tough so sometimes you it's need a lot that of hours break, you know like yeah when i when i was breeding cresteds i wanted to go on the what the family calls the man trip because all the guys in the family go to Tennessee and go hunting. I don't hunt. I just go to get out of town. And I really look forward to that trip every week because it was just me getting... I don't take vacations, really. Yeah. I really don't take time off. Um, So it was nice to get out of town for nine days, Mm -hmm. just go hang out in the mountains and smoke and read and just hang out all day and do nothing every day for nine days straight. It's just a nice break. Yeah. So it's it's tough because it's... I want to go on vacation because I need a break from everything. Because I'm a firm believer, even if you, you know, my job, whatever. If it's the perfect job, you love it. You still need a break from it. Yeah, everybody like, needs. Everyone needs a recharge. Everybody needs a vacation. <clears throat> but there's just, it's finding, making sure that you're taking off time for yourself so that your collection doesn't suffer, you know, to where the, you're like burnout. You don't want to spend yeah. three hours every night taking care of everything. You need the break, whatever. Just finding that that sort of balance is tough mm-hmm. but it can be done it's just a matter of finding people you trust that you know can do right. it to the way you would want them to be doing that, it and that's why i keep a lot of my travels to weekends because i do i i go places several several times a year usually florida quite a few times this year i've been i've already been to pennsylvania florida several i don't even know how many times this year but I always make it in like a weekend. So it's like, I don't really have to take any leave time from work, you know, but I can still get out of town. You know, I'm, I'm busy, but you know, it's still a nice little mini vacation to get away and come back over the, from the weekend. And you know, the snakes are fine. You know, as long as I take care of them the, before I leave then I wouldn't have even done it anyways. So it works out. We're in kind of the uh, the perfect location. Do little weekend trips to different areas, North Carolina, yeah, Florida. Yeah, everything's within 
four hours. Yeah. You know, except, for go to Atlanta, Park. except for Tenley Park. Except for Yeah, that's unfortunate. But And Northeast Carpet Fest. That was not a... Uh, that, was, <laughs> that not, was not a four-hour drive, that, was it, Jake? That was not a fast trip. No, it was not. But uh, definitely worth it. Well, the drive back was a little sketchy, but you know. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I don't. I'm. I'm not sad. I missed that. Well, I mean, realistically, if you were there, I wouldn't have drove back through the night. I only did that because I was by myself. You sure? You would have stayed. You would have stayed at Joe and Melissa's again, wouldn't you? Yeah, hey, I would have stayed. I would have stayed the night again if Justin was there. Just have his warmth cuddled next to you and Chris's beard at night. Yeah, pretty much. Just snuggle up to him. Be fighting Billy for it. <laughs> I can't quit you, Billy. <laughs> oh, you guys gonna get snuggly at Carpet Fest this year? I don't know. Oh yeah. There's talk. <laughs> There's talk. <laughs> uh, I I love that because I can just see Billy squirm when I say that on the pod, like on the podcast the other night. And I said it, and you could just see Billy's like. Ah. Yeah, Billy's like just kind of quiet and sort of does his own thing. So watching Billy kind of squirm, like yeah, <laughs> Billy's great. Billy man. doesn't like the spotlight, does he? He doesn't. He doesn't, man. You could Billy... tell during the podcast, like I was laughing, like you just simply, I was just laughing my ass off. Billy, he's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah, <laughs> Billy. Oh my god, I I fucking love Billy. He, he is one of my favorite people. Like no, I fucking love that dude. He is great. He's he's just got this Billy. He's like he's a uh, he's a sneaky funny. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you don't see it coming. Also, he drops something that's fucking hilarious. He's one of those guys where just... he won't open his mouth, but he'll say something to you in passing. That'll just make you crack up. <laughs> he's it's a very dry humor. You know what I mean. Billy's great, man. I, Billy's one of oh, my best God, friends. He was for hilarious. Sure. I, I I absolutely love Billy. He is one of my best friends in the hobby. And... He told me I was his best friend. Uh oh. Wait, what? What? Say it in my face. You want to fight over Billy? Yeah. All right. Go to the ends of the earth for Billy. Go to the ends of the universe for Billy. Oh, found your man crush. I'd... Let's put it this way. <laughs> if it was like a Saw scenario where I could either save Billy or Ryan Gosling, I'd save Billy. Oh, yeah. So you're telling me if you were in a room and you had, you know, a bullet and another bullet. And Jake and Billy, you would just shoot Jake twice? <laughs> pretty, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You'd have to borrow the bullets from me. Huh? He said what? you. He said you. Oh. He said if you were in a room with Jake and Billy, you had two bullets, you'd shoot me twice. Anyways, retics. Moving on because you didn't want to oh, yes. agree with that. Yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> I <clears throat> This is going to be just an absolute train wreck. Hey, it's it's okay. So Not that it's Ryan. Yeah, it's no. just, you know. Yeah. You so, know. So getting back on track, Ryan. So since this is uh, be on the lookout for that refers we be on the that refers for? to future future things. So as far as like future plans Wait, and what you out. want, we're not. Hold on. Let's Wait, let's it. throw that bitch in reverse real quick. Oh. So at what point? Did you decide though that you want to like you came up? We have your your brand is specialized fauna, mm-hmm. which we like that name a lot. That's what we yes. were talking about when you called. Uh, what drove you to that name, and what at what point did you decide? All right, I w- I do want to breed these as like a business, be it a hobby business, or pursue it further. Uh, 
What was the motivation wanted... for that? <clears throat> so the, the okay, this like the, the breeding and stuff has always been there since I was first introduced to reptiles in sixth grade by my science teacher. Uh, she had a corn snake, and that was like what sent me over the deep end. It was bad. Like we had those like little magazine drives, you know, you got in school where it's like, hey, get your relatives to buy rep- magazines so we can fund our you know book club or whatever. So I got Reptiles magazine, and it was all I wanted for Christmas that year. Was I wanted Reptiles magazine from this magazine subscription fundraiser bullshit, and I got that. And <laughs> there was there's something from uh, what are you you sons of bitches. They just they tried to sell me good housekeeping. Then they Better wanted Southern and Living, and I said I want to interview with Wilbur. Goddamn it! But, <laughs> but wait, now you have. We've come full circle because now you have her Pediculture magazine. Mm-hmm. The That's free why I was like digital super excited. Online her magazine. The free. Taking it back to how yeah. reptiles used to be. What free? It really does. No. Have you, you haven't even read it yet, have you? Of course I have. Liar. I've read it three times. Liar. I've read it so many times, cover to cover. Jake doesn't Jake, pay attention to anything I do. Hey, hey. Outside of this, hey, Jake, I'm, just, I'm just, just another guy. Just because I was homeschooled doesn't mean I can't read. I love how oh, you don't shit. even address me. No, I was too focused on Ryan dissing me. What did you say? Nothing. Good. Uh-oh. Because I don't care. Because it sounded like you were whining about something. I just kind of tuned you out. Because I don't play that bitch shit. Oh, God. That's, yeah. This, that, that's yeah. vulgar. That's a heavy word, Jake. How dare you? <laughs> that's a, How dare you? Listen, Cox. A listen. hard C-H. Harch. <laughs> so you got Jake, Reptiles I will throw mag- you back under the table at Carpet Fest, okay? Oh, my God. Do not put me under the table at Carpet Fest. Oh, no one puts baby under the table. What? Huh? What? What? Never mind. It's before your time. Okay. Anyways, easy, back, swayze, on track. Easy. <laughs> back on track because we keep going on train wrecks. This train's just trying to go tumble over on its side. <laughs> it just keeps trying to fall over, but we're trying to keep it on. One and final destination. Yeah, we're trying to keep it on 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 point. But uh, anyway, what what were you? You were, well, about, we're, to, you were about to say something, Justin. I yeah, I was going to derail, and Justin or you or somebody, there was the no. fucking that goat in the corner interrupted me. <laughs> I'm saying it's really hard to be Larry King when you're sitting across the, the table from Oprah Winifrey. Oh, well, okay. That's fine. What? But <laughs> Okay, moving on. Yeah, all right. But particularly the pythons were always cool to me. Because <laughs> you see some shit with Jay and all them, and then, like, Bob <clears throat> Clark was on late-night television with Fluffy and stuff, and it's like this giant python. It was so cool. And then the Louisville Zoo had a couple of reticulated pythons. They would switch around because I was the only person who knew what a tiger was, probably. And they would actually, fun fact, they have like the python that had the parthenogenic clutch, and Warren Booth wrote the big paper on it. Was Louisville Zoo badass? Hmm. But I've I've always had this like weird obsession, like these just these crazy snakes. They're huge and they're awesome. And then I learned about super dwarfs somewhere in high school. Don't remember. And I wanted them for like three seconds. And then I got into cars and all that crap of that derailed. But the, particularly the pythons were from the start, something I always loved. Those and green anacondas. But that's another tangent for another day. It is pretty <laughs> interesting that we have those. Like, 
of all the snake species in the world, we have those in anacondas that get exponentially huge compared to everything else. Like it's really weird. Somehow they are like the one that went high and to the right. What do you mean? Like, I guess if, if you can look at it in terms of geckos. Like crested geckos are considered large for a gecko because a lot of species of gecko in the world don't get that big. Like, right. Adult cresteds are considered a large. Well, there's gecko, there's quite itch. a few species like that snakes. get very large though. Well, I'm talking about like retics in particular. I know, but like, like, why are you really saying like high and well, why? Okay. Because everything else is so much smaller. But than berms, like, berms are berms are comparable too, to retics. Yes, retics are bigger, but think of it in terms of like serial killers. Okay, you have the general population. <laughs> right, everyone's wired normally. Are you comparing retics to serial killers? I, I feel offended no. by this already. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> So you take a normal population, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Consider that every other snake species that isn't a retic. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? You tracking? Okay. Sure. You have the regular human populace. Everyone's wired right. Everyone wakes up on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Doesn't kill anybody. Yeah. Right? You have serial killers. You have these the small percentage that for whatever reason got a bad draw, bad hand, genetically or whatever whatever your position is on the nature versus nurture thing and those ones are like the severe outliers like everyone else in the general population can operate normally but these ones for some reason are compelled to be different same with retics and the bigger snakes but see yeah they're i guess they're they're different because they're bigger but it's not like they're substantially bigger than every other species on the planet there are a lot of spe- it's like there's a walk down from retics. You know, you've got your your retics, which are the longest snakes in the world. You got your anacondas, your berms, your rock pythons. Then you get your king scrub- horn eye. I think is the fifth. Yeah, isn't it? The, the king horn eye would be right behind it, which is a scrub python. And then you got the scrubs under it. Then you got Apodora. You know, no, they're not as big as retics, but they're not that far off. You know what I mean? It's not like a night and day difference. It's not like they're a night and day difference from everything oh else. This is going right over your head. No, it's not going it over is. my head. It's I think so, you're just thinking about it Get your scuba, deer, scuba gear because we're going deep. Okay. <laughs> get your little yellow submarine because we're going into the Marianas Trench. Little what? black submarine. I don't know. Sorry. I hate the Beatles. It's not the Beatles. That was not the Beatles at all. That's not even not the Beatles it? at all. That's um the Black Keys, man. Even worse. What? Okay. Oh, whoa, whoa. Katie, okay, but Katie really likes them a lot too. I, I don't get the hype. The Black Keys are. I mean, I don't. They're not my favorite band, but they are good. Okay. Just watch it. It's a band. Watch yourself, it's music. But. Watch back yourself. to the serial killer Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Back to that. Sorry. I was drawing a parallel. <laughs> Until someone it's crossed the line parallel. through it and made it perpendicular. It's a terrible line. Continue. Why? Continue. Compared it's... to all the other snakes, has this small population, just like zero killers, remained large and remained what they are when everything else has like scaled down? Well, I feel like it has a lot to do with ge- geographic distribution. Justin, you're not... Does it not make sense to you? No, it doesn't make how sense to me. Big, how come all the big from what you're saying, big? from what you're saying, like it's like retic- retics and anacondas are in like are like night and day from anything else. 
Like there are still other big, big snakes. Those are just the biggest, and that's just exactly how that's it is. What I'm getting at. We used to have giant sloths too that were the size of like a freaking Volkswagen. They're not around anymore. So how come all the other megafauna died off and didn't survive, but these somehow have? That's my question. And maybe there's some sort of evolutionary person we can get on the show to explain this, but to me, I find it interesting. I feel like a person, like you need like somebody really, really smart. Not a drunk redneck from Kentucky like Jake. <laughs> what the Thank you. <laughs> a drunk redneck from Kentucky and Jake. That's, yeah. That's pretty much how people it's describe just, me. It's it's, like, it's, it's just, just, just just something I thought about. It's just something I don't I was know. going through my brain. It, it is a wild thought. I mean, if you look look into it from the like, like, why are these so damn big? And then they have, for example, you look at anacondas and you're like, oh, why are they big? And whatever happened to the red tail boas and the yeah. Brazilian like, rainbow boas? How are they like, that are big? They so and small? they also occupy well, completely different you know, continents, my, I completely guess, different habitats. I guess anything bigger than what Rita, you know, back way back this whenever, anything, real anything bigger than a retic, I guess, you know, maybe it has something to do with the prey available. Maybe there That's, wasn't anything big enough to sustain anything bigger than retics. However many years ago. That only complicates the question ago. even more. Well, it's probably because of food availability. Exactly. Think of uh, moments of like super climate change, you know, because that's a thing that happens, and you know it's happening again, maybe because of us. But that's a different story. Uh, Because you know, look at the climate change, and probably they lost all their megafauna prey, and so the giant species died off. While the reticulate pythons just had to be lucky enough to keep keep catching tree kangaroos, and you know, water buffaloes. Yeah. Not water buffaloes. Like they were, Let's go Babarusa. They were just in that that slot of right being place, right time of being huge, exactly. but not I mean, look being at why we don't too have megalogania uh, monitors anymore. I'm just saying, statistically, it don't make sense. I mean, there's it just does not. It's just it's, all, it's just how it is because it's like, but you know, like I said, there's other animals that have like yes they're smaller than retics but they're still very very large animals like apodora are a prime example of that they are huge and some of the most powerful snakes in That's existence not the point but like yes there are other big snakes but i'm talking about retics in particular that are the biggest <clears throat> it's just interesting but, you know it's also wild that there's parts of retics that are smaller and bigger than others because of food uh, See that factors. makes sense though, because that they're stuck. Well, it just it just happened to be that to think of it on maybe a larger evolutionary scale, you know, maybe all the megafauna died out, and so we don't have Titanoboa anymore. But you know, maybe some small retics hung around, you know, like a super dwarf that was ten foot long lived, and then you know, like over the ice caps, you know, when they withdrew or whatever, and prey came back around and got bigger again. They were like, oh, we can get to a bigger size again. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Maybe lack of food caused them to be a certain size, and then the, when, like you said, when the food came back around, they were like, "Okay, we can get big," you know, caused them to be smaller than the megafauna, but bigger than your average animals. I don't know, man. I don't have answers no, for this. Clearly, I'm none of the three of us are <laughs> evolutionary <laughs> biologists by any means. My God. <laughs> People are probably a tad bit dumber as a result of that conversation we just had. Travis Wyman is hitting his head right yeah. now. He's probably <laughs> Somebody's be, banging their head on the he's, table he's so hard. He's rising right from his bed going, I sense a disturbance in the force. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Because... You'll, you'll get an angry email from Mutton going, you were the biggest moron, morons ever. <laughs> Mutton doesn't listen to our show. Please. <laughs> what were we talking about before all Who this? Who fucking knows? I, okay, so we were talking about you and how you got into retakes. So uh, we were, that, I mentioned that. Uh, but you the just, you just an ultimate. Super, super dwarfs. Yeah, super dwarfs. So you found super dwarfs. And now I guess you, you've decided in keeping them for the handful of time that you've kept them that you want to make more of them. And so you're taking that next step. Yeah, like I'm already on like a waiting list for a, a pair to like really get into true super dwarfs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that's a long list apparently because I happen to get into it as everybody else jumped on this train. So I'm like, shit, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but it is what it is. Uh, but I've also come to like, I really love Chondros too. I've always loved Chondros. They're badass. The superior Morelia. Let's not get crazy now. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's my boy. That's my boy, Ryan, <laughs> right there. <laughs> but I mean, look at I mean, look at Chondros. I mean, their keepers are like, I mean, Justin. I mean, I don't know about you, but when you see like lineage, lineage charts, those are kind of cool. There's a fine attention to detail. That's why I love seeing carpets that have fine lineage charts. I'm like. Damn, that's some good shit right there. <laughs> Truth be so told, I want to be able to bring that over into particulate pythons and maybe have like designer retics with like locale mixes and stuff. Right, right. Oh, that's breed that's a chondro to a retic. I want to. Oh, oh my god. god! All right, this is over, everyone. <laughs> episode fifty nine. Episode fifty nine. <laughs> <laughs> we're done. Oh man, don't lie. You were joking about throwing your pop one to a fucking green oh, tree yeah, the other no. day. I like had to sign a blood oath to Brian Fisher that I would not pair that female to anything other than another pop one. Or <laughs> sign it. I sent him a cup of my blood. Sign it. Yeah, you can that always have a split I, That I would pair it. I'm just I saying what Brian doesn't know won't, won't kill him. He'll find out. No, but I would feel bad. I'll tell on Justin. I'd end up ratting myself out. <laughs> I did it. I'm so sorry. Pictures, I'm sorry. <laughs> but look how cool You're... they are. And Fisher would be like, put it in a box and send it back. Send it back. It's pull fine. In, pull in your card. Pull in the plug. Give it here. Indian giver. <laughs> but nah. Okay, that was another train we went on. But okay, so I, I think the lineage are so damn cool with the chondros and shit like that. So that's why I probably aggravate everybody. I bought a retic from like, can you give me pictures of the parents? Get any grandparent <laughs> pictures? I'm trying to make family charts. Yeah, no, dude, that's yeah. At this point in time, with the way the hobby is leaning, with all of that becoming more and more prominent, like now nowadays, it should be expected to provide parent pics and grandparent pics if you have them, lineage, all that crap. No, I do. I personally don't do charts. I just, I'm not gonna make up excuses. I just don't. I just don't do it. Um, but I do keep track of lineage and everything that you know is put into the animals, parent pics, grandparent pics, all that crap. You know. But no, I don't sit down and make all the charts. But you know, lineage is a good thing to. Uh, to have definitely, I th- I really think it should be applied to a lot more species, you know. But if it's stuff like what you have, like if it's two imports and you have no lineage information past that, I don't think it's really all that important that you have a chart unless somebody like requests one so they can add to it down the line, you know. Right. But oh yeah. Even then, they can make their own. You send them the parent pics, like with my my green tree clutch. No, I don't know anything about the parents. Here's the pictures, you know. Save them. <laughs> Whatever. Right. But to go and make a chart that has like two adult snakes and then a baby. 
It's just kind of right. And a lot of like that whole <clears throat> that whole thing is like that's why you know if you're getting something that's lineage specific, like you need to get it from somebody that you know and trust. Because realistically, anybody could throw labels and lines on well, shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a big thing. And like because of all that is a huge reason why like I a lot of my bigger projects that I'm really really focused and excited about. I want to start with farmed animals because it's there's no questions there. Mm-hmm. Like you can't tell me that my crap isn't pure. You can't tell me that I'm about where it came from. This thing came from straight Indonesia. Well, you some know, guys, like, like some it's, it starts from the beginning. Post the lineage in like a comment on a baby or something because right. they're afraid someone's going to take it. Yeah, and use someone's it. just going to look at it and be like, "Oh, that's what that's what came like, from this." Someone yeah. asked them how much a snake is. They're exactly. like, "Oh yeah, it came from these parents." See, which that's the thing. Like with you all, y'all have the ability to do that. With retics, you know, we're like carpet pythons or Australian carpet pythons. That is, like, we're shut off. We're cut the fuck off now. We can't right. get no more. Right. We can't even get captive bred ones from Europe. What's here is what's here. Right, exactly. So I feel like we need to be more responsible and start keeping track of our lineage and stuff. I mean, you mentioned lines. Uh, there's actually a line of Jampea called Gaspar, and the mm-hmm. Gaspar line actually kind of has a predisposition to kind of huge. I mean, there's been some 15-foot uh, Gaspar line Jampeas floating around, and you're like, holy shit, mm-hmm. that's a dwarf? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, they, it's those things like that that, like, it's like, okay, this animal is claimed to be a dwarf species or – dwarf super dwarf whatever but yet it's 15 foot long and it kind of makes you think about it for a minute like hmm is this really what this person says it is because this thing's huge and it's supposed to be a dwarf you know what's obviously the crosses there's lots of crosses of dwarf and super dwarfs and those animals Mm -hmm. if they have that mainland blood and retakes they will still get big not as big as a true mainland but they will get of 50 percent bigger 50 percent smaller than a mainland not 50 percent, but they'll, they'll be small i don't know t- <laughs> shut up you're not <laughs> stop let's talk about that shit real quick about the bigger and smaller and stuff well hold uh, on because i will say real quick <laughs> about, the brakes. about the super dwarf thing like the one animal that i see on when they existed but the boi threads and stuff like the one thing that was misrepresented the most were super dwarfs mm-hmm. and retics that had People would sell somebody a retic. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's got 50% super dwarf. And then they buy it. And then it just continues to get bigger. It's and gross. Bigger and, and gross. Bigger. Yeah. And so <laughs> then they end up posting an angry, you know, thread or something about this person misrepresented. Like, I saw that in anything related to super dwarf retics than anything. Oh, else. yeah. Well, here's the thing. And even they may have, like, thought about that truly. I mean, because it, it's. There's no science to it. It's nothing exact. But, I mean, people have noticed, you know, if you take a small mom and a okay-sized male, the fem- or the the neos will typically favor, mo- favor the mother in size and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So if you have, you know, this giant, you know, let's say you have a 16-foot purple albino female, and you're like, oh, I got my little 6-foot male super dwarf, and you throw him on her back, and he goes on for that rodeo and, you know, gets the job done, and you have, you know, 30... 50% super dwarfs. That's awesome. 30 head albinos. And then it's like, they might get, you know, 13, 14 foot long in favor of mom, mm-hmm. which is kind of sucky. Cause all somebody knows is when they're at the reptile expo, they're picking up, like, Oh, this is a 50% super dwarf. This yeah, is awesome. It says it on the cup. 
And I feel like, you know, because Ryan, you and I have talked about this before, how retakes are overfed in the hobby. I think a lot of that will go into, you know, these animals that are 50% super dwarf. It's like, well, even if this thing's 75 to 100% super dwarf, if you feed it like a lot of people feed retakes, the thing's still going to get pretty big. You know, because retakes are another one of those species that are just overfed in the hobby, very similar to carpet pythons. I mean, everybody thinks when you mention carpet python, they think seven to eight foot. Ten foot coastals every day. Yeah, exactly. And it's like that is not common. That is not how big a carpet python should be. But everybody was under the assumption that it is. And it's the same thing with retakes. Everybody expects even mainlands to get like this. They expect them to be massive, like 25 to 30 foot animals. It's like, no, it's like if you feed them properly, they're not going to get that big. And I have, you know, I, I, I'm not a big retake guy, but I assume the same thing goes into, into dwarfs and super dwarfs, you know, even if they're 50% or something, you know, I think a lot of their size is like, they may get the size of a normal retake, but it's how you feed them. You're are you wrong. feeding it a rabbit every two weeks? Then yeah, it's going to get fucking huge. No, that's how you're supposed to feed them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. According to oh. a comment on my YouTube channel. Shut up. Uh, I Twice be, a month, man. Twice a month. I should be feeding at least two times a month minimum. That, that, like, I don't know. Uh, just did you listen to the latest Reptile and Chill episode with Mutton? Okay, well, he actually has a pretty good rant on it. Plug for Reptile and Chill. Go listen to Mutton's episode. He talks about retics for like 15 seconds. I got a, I got a little chubby. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> But, I mean, it was a really good point he made. He's like, everybody thinks, you know, a retake needs to pre in three years and they need to be, you know, 16 foot long. When really, if you let your females get to, like, seven years old and you feed them, you know, not, like, starve them to death, but you feed them, you know, okay meals, they may get, you know, 10, 12. Like, they may get scrub python sized, which is still quite a large animal. But they're not giant. They're not obese. They're not going to, you know, kick the bucket at fucking 10 years old. That's what like, I'm doing with mine. Like, I have a Sulawesi. Sulawesi is the biggest locale. I mean, they have world records. Medusa, the I think she's like 26 foot or something like that, the current world record. I mean, she's a Sula. But my male right now, um, he lives in a chondro cube. And he's a year and a half or so. He's a uh, July 2018. You're the mm-hmm. devil. I, I, pull, I show Joe Phelan. He's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I feed that thing every week. I just feed him, you know, a weaned rat, and it puts a good lump in him. He's like, oh, okay, I'm happy. That's it. There you go. That's that's all it takes, man. It's like I – and for a lot of people – I think a lot – if a lot of people looked at how I do things in my collection, I think a lot of people would say that my animals are small and underfed because I I slow grow my animals, like, big time. I do not feed heavily, but all my animals are toned as hell. They're not mushy. They're not soft. They're very fit animals. You know, I feed, it's not that I feed my younger animals once a month, but I don't feed them every five to seven days. I I stretch it out. I change it up a lot, you know, and I I, I feel like it really promotes stronger, healthier animals. I feed my younger animals more frequently, and then once they hit that yearling size, then I start cutting them back. Yeah. Because that's like their metabolism's higher, they're processing the stuff. Absolutely. It's like the younger, yeah, the more often you're going to feed them. Yeah, and you also got to look at the food that you're giving them. It's like a smaller animal is going to take a fuzzy hopper, you know. It doesn't have as much to it. You know, when they get to a hopper, I'll go every 10, 10, 14 days sometimes but i switch it up all the time sometimes it'll be seven days sometimes it'll be 10 days 14 whatever 
you know, but as they obviously as they get bigger, you start to cut back as much as they're taking. Once they hit a medium rat, I kind of tried to let that ride out, feed them once every two to four weeks, kind of let that vary. And if they get up to a large rat, then once a month. But you know, I, I try to keep I try to keep it at medium rat for carpets, and that if they don't switch to rats, I feed them to extra large that's, adults. That's the same size as the ones I got from you. Mediums, yeah, I think I get. Yeah, see that like for that big female green tree. Yeah, that's a month. That's a month easy. That's more than enough. Like it, it yeah. doesn't really even make a huge lump. Oh, we lost him. Oh, doesn't make a huge lump, but yeah, it's more than enough. Oh yeah. Plenty. That's a solid food item for sure. And, you know, carpets, I think carpets are healthiest out of medium rat. Pizza Hut. I just dropped my phone. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, when I got uh, that, that small condo from David Brahms, the size difference in that between from the ones that I hatched was pretty big. And, I mean, there was only, I think he hatched those out. In March, and mine hatched in May. And his were bigger? And his was considerably bigger than mine. And so, like, I hadn't really pushed fuzzies on mine too much yet. Mm -hmm. And so then when I saw that, I was like, all right, it's time to start pushing them a little bit and offering them something a little bigger than, Mm -hmm. like, just just barely above what they can handle. You know what I mean? Right. But as a result, though, they've exploded. Like, getting them off. And Ryan Young said that on the Conjurecast. He tries to get them on fuzzies as soon as he possibly can. Right. The difference, like once they get on fuzzies, as far as growth rate is and really a impressive. lot of that is because, like, like we we've talked about this on the show before. Pinkies are virtually a sack of water. Yep. You know, there's not a whole lot going on. It's like so while they're on pinkies, yeah, they're gonna take a while to really start to grow, but they grow slowly, and as soon as you can get them on those fuzzies. They, they start moving you know they start going you know that's the good thing about carpets is none of my carp all my carpets started on fuzzies you know they didn't have to take pinkies so they automatically started you know going even though one of them has been it's it's crazy the size difference from one of my animals that has been a pain to, to feed because it started feeding fine on fuzzies and then all of a sudden it went on a sabbatical and it didn't want to eat at all so but i just got it back on fuzzies but my other ones are eating large hoppers now and if not into small mice and they're substantially larger than than that one that hasn't been eating well so but and i also do the scoring thing where i take the exacto knife and make the cuts and i've said before i don't know if that really makes a difference or not i think well i mean there that that was there was that one study that said like it did make and i think it does you know, even if it doesn't, it takes like two seconds to do to a, so you to a cut, mouse. You cut the you cut the fuzzy. Or? I just take uh yeah like an exacto knife and make four cuts down the back. Oh uh, okay, well, and that helps their their stomach and their digestive system like oh. get to the stuff because apparently this the study they did, and I need to actually read it again because it's really cool. But basically saying like a lot of the metabolism of the digestive system is focused on trying to break through the skin to get to mm. the stuff they need, and so instead of fighting that battle just make it easy make cuts it can then get to the actually nutritious stuff i thought you meant for like them. scent purposes like no, get them no, to start eating i got you <clears throat> so i think that coupled with uh i i mean i noticed when i did it with mine like the lump disappears a lot faster mm-hmm. than it would if you had so i think it right. does make a difference i think especially with chondros it's important because it, you worry less about like the prolapse thing mm-hmm which I think there's more than just food at play there with that. But yeah, there, I think there's quite a few things that can go up play down with prolapse, more, you know, and right. pass it and stuff. So oh, right. for sure, yeah. So I mean, oh, go ahead, Ryan. 
Well, I was going to say this. Uh, I mean, the food thing is really big. I, I, pinkies are awful. I mean, they're just a completely just junk. I mean, even with your keeping stuff like leopard geckos, they're like, don't feed them pinkies because they're super fatty. Well, I mean, granted, I feed mine once in a blue moon. I was like, yeah, y'all have been good. Y'all haven't bit me in a while. Here's a pinky. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, dude, leopard geckos are assholes. They might, at, least my, at least mine are. My leopard gecko was cool. I have a male. Like, the old male, he's cool, but I think it's because he's probably geriatric as shit. Uh, but the female, God bless America, she's awful. Hmm. She will chase you down. Jesus. <laughs> but... Uh, but I mean, the, the, they're like there's just no nutritional value. There's way more to you know super worms or whatever you gut loaded. But I'm curious about you know the effects we could maybe have with pinkies and uh, you know taking care of the mothers and gut loading the or giving the mom good food because you know mom's food will be passing the pinkies and all that crap oh, like that. It completely trickles down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like us, you are what you eat. You know, yeah. Tri- you trickle eat. down digestion. If yeah. you eat McDonald's every day, you're probably gonna have problems after a certain number of years. Oh yeah, which I'm getting crazy, and I, I don't know. I'm con- I'm really weighing super hard on like, just going like balls to the wall next year, and buying up a bunch of like baby, uh, maybe like oak cheese phase corn snakes or something like that. See if I can't find a clutch or whatever, and then maybe doing like, a feed study and trying out supplementation with pinkies, just to see if maybe we can figure out maybe there's a little bit of a better way. I mean, one thing heavily one... with uh with hunting and deer. I mean, you see a lot of you can have a really good food plot for your deer. You're going to see faster uh, maturing and growth of your, the fawns as they grow into, you know, does and bucks and stuff. If you have good nutrition, I mean, it's passed down from mother to the fawn, you know, the, as they're growing up, they eat, you know, alfalfa, turnips, radishes, stuff like that. And they get bigger and stronger. So, I mean, maybe we can pass it on to the, you know, reptiles with, you know, even less, dig- or less uh, nutritious food like pinkies and stuff. I think um, one thing with pinkies that could actually make a difference is like dusting them with calcium and multivitamins and things like that. I think ultimately that could, if you if you did consistently with pinkies, I think when that Brobs could. was giving tails to his green trees, he would dip it in a rapashi, like crested gecko diet. Okay, that's yeah, that's got all the stuff. In yeah, it. I could see yeah. that. Yeah, so. yeah, that's it's a thought. You know, I'm I sure think that made a difference. I would like to to see if there's something we could start injecting into pinkies for or, for more protein. I mean, you you probably have That'd to have a bigger gauge needle, but doing like a repat like a crested gecko diet. Yeah, inject it into and, it. Into a pinky, no. like because the thing that the, could, the, yeah, supplementation is tough because a lot of the yeah. stuff that's on the market is made to be like calcium. You have to have phosphorus mm-hmm. with calcium for some species, otherwise it doesn't get absorbed right. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have that right ratio, they're either not getting enough or they're getting too much of one thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it is, it is kind of tough because you have to sort of know what that particular group, be it snakes or lizards or whatever, needs. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's that's one of the reasons we don't really give UV to snakes, and we don't really supplement because rodents are pretty much the complete package when it comes to what they need and what mm-hmm. they're built to run off of. But when you're talking about something like a pinky, I think it definitely doesn't hurt. Uh, and I was using Harlan supplement for a while, yeah. But having to find needles to be able to inject it, and then having to pull it out ahead of time and make sure it's thawed, but then make sure making sure it's not thawed out for too long. Yeah, you know it's handy, yeah, but it was pain in the ass. Most of the time, it was like I just want to get these things fed and I want to go to bed. And a lot of the, you know, <laughs> with injecting like Harlan supplement and stuff, it's like it's great if the animal is already feeding. Like if you're trying to get them to start eating and they're not well, doing that great, you're gonna you're gonna waste a lot of that shit. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, you're right. But yeah, I definitely think supplements but, like that are are key with pinkies at least. Or even with the crested gecko diet too, it's easy to to make that too viscous. Like you can water it down to where like cresteds won't eat it. Like you want it to be the consistency of like ketchup, mm-hmm. but it's really easy to screw that up and make it thinner. Yeah. So you it's could, really easy to go from a ketchup to a smoothie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the issue with that then is. Are these like the actual vitamins and stuff that you want them to be getting? Or is that now being dissolved by the water, and they're not getting enough of that now? Yeah. So it's I don't know. It's tough. The whole supplement thing is a pretty again. It's definitely a big into line. the weeds that we need a lot yeah. of more studying into. Like we need a lot of research into that. I think. And I mean, I mean n- none of this is to say pinkies are bad. Like obviously, pink people use pinkies every day for small stuff, and they do grow and eventually to fuzzies. But you know, this is just one of those things that you know, any anything could, you know, anything that could help with pinky, you know, protein and things like that. Yeah, it would be great. But this is none of this is to say pinkies are horrible. For no, snakes, I mean, you know, like any you, food is better than no food. Yeah, exactly. It's like no, if they're not big enough for a fuzzy, like you feed them enough pinkies, like they they will get up, they will grow. I should actually get some repasher and use it on those gray bands and see if that the tails dipped in that makes a difference. Yeah, Maybe. I need to hit up Danielle, steal some from her. Try it. I'm gonna text her right now. <laughs> you gotta text her right this second, right, right now, right now, right yeah, meow. Uh, Pangea or repasher, one of the two. I mean, they're. Fairly similar. I always use Pangea, but. But were you asking about my name earlier? You were asking something yeah. about my. Yeah, specialized fauna. Like, what made you go that route? What made you come up with that? Or how did you come up with that? Okay, so specialized fauna uh, really only came about for one reason, and that was uh, the Southeast Carpet uh, Fest episode of From the Ground Up, where Pia and Cuddy Ron, and then they were talking about how they came up with the name terrestrial and a barrel uh one tna because for tits and ass is awesome but two, <laughs> <laughs> i never put that together <laughs> yeah but uh apparently the the, the idea of, like it's a catch-all i mean terrestrial and a barrel that is a brilliant name if you think about it i mean you can have <laughs> condors, the you other. can have mambas and everything mm-hmm. well that's why i did palmetto coast exotics because at first it was gonna be like palmetto coast geckos but then i was like wait because if i ever decide to not do geckos or if i offer more than just i don't know i didn't want to be pigeonholed as like a gecko breeder you know so i was like let's just do exotics because everyone else uses it yeah and it's all encompassing and that was one thing that i was like ah do i really want to say you know call myself j-o-b morelia because that kind of specifies morelia that i thought about i was like i don't fucking care it's like i specialize in morelia yeah but i I can my name doesn't mean i can't work with other shit well just like evan browder you know carpet cartel and then he Found himself yeah. not really keeping carpets, and he focused on green trees, and he finally switched to Condor Cartel. Yeah, you know, so, it's like I just didn't want to be a gecko breeder and then never. Yeah, have geckos, no, no, yeah, no. The gecko thing, geckos, it's like that's very specific. Yeah, you know, but that's yeah, you know, JLB Morelia. And then everyone thinks I'm from Florida now because of the Palmetto thing. We're in South Carolina. The Palmetto we are state the Palmetto thing. State. Don't get it twisted. We will fight you over that. We are the Damn, the fighting words. Man, this fighting words right there. come to, to hide from you, their own state. If you, the Florida's the, the orange state. If you want oranges, you can go to Florida. We're the Palmetto State. Fuck out of here. What? Oh, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah. I'll fight somebody over there. But, I, I mean, I like the name. It's different. You know, like I said, everyone uses exotics to some degree. It's, oh, yeah. That's something it's, like, it's, I noticed a lot. It's been kind of played out, and I'm guilty of it. But 
I mean, the, exotics is good because it's kind of it. I mean, it's not kind of it is a catch-all. I mean, you can you can change in and out. You can fade it out regardless. But originally, I was like, I wanted to be like renegade retics or something edgy or stupid because that because I'm not very smart and thank God I have podcasts <laughs> that you all to learn from. <laughs> but it's like I don't know. It's just silly, and like God forbid I name myself something like re, re, like renegade retics. And then in five years from now, I say, I, let's say for some reason my job makes me move to Florida. I can't keep retakes anymore. And, you know, I'm, I'm fucked there. I'm stuck in there. Or I rebuild up to a, a new name or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I actually, I actually had a name change uh, before I was uh, JLB Morelia. I ran the account under something else. And I have very, very few followers from that day and age. I actually had one of my buddies actually used to follow me back when I was under my other name. Um, but different. He's, he's not Tommy? real. No, he's not real big in the hobby now. No, you followed me when I was JLB Morelia. I switched my name when I came back from Texas because when I when I was there, like I ran my account when I was living in Texas with my my girlfriend at the time, and uh, we kind of did the reptile thing together. So it was kind of a joint thing. She did geckos, I did snakes, and we both did both of them. So together we were you know one thing. But when we split. And, you know, we went our own separate ways. You know, I was like, okay, I need to come up with something else because this is, this this name isn't me. Any This this was, this was us, so I need to come up with something for me. And that's when, you know, J.O.P. Morelia came to be. So. I think you really missed out, though, on, like, you know how there's the MLB logo that has the black and the, or the, the red, the white, and the blue? Mm-hmm. You could have done the J.L.B. and had it like the Major League Baseball logo? No. That's a ripoff. Cool. Stupid. Don't shut up. Whatever. That's a stupid <clears throat> idea. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What's wrong with you? Sorry. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I just like making your chance. Justin, you are a national treasure. I'm just going to go on and say, you are a fucking national treasure. He's a, he a fucking treasure. It is a, is it a, it is a pleasure. It is a pleasure to be your best friend. And now you got to go to Tinley next year. Just saying that. Oh, we're going to Tinley next year. Thank God. I don't. I don't care. I don't care if the whole all of North America is frozen. I'm going to Tinley, whether the show's on or not. I'm gonna go stand in front of Tinley Park, even if the show's not even there, because the whole. Yo, what if you frozen. can't get a hotel room? Are you gonna camp out in your car or something? That's exactly what I'm gonna do. Ooh, that's cold. I don't think you know how quite how cold Chicago gets in October. You don't. Well, I don't care. Actually, I do. Buddy, I'm from Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's right across. That's right across. I'm right, I'm right there, man. I've been there in December. Get out of here with that crap. You brave cheese curd, baby. <laughs> I actually threw up cheese curds one time. It was not pleasant. Oh, that oh, sounds man. awful. Don't do that. It was. Oh, it was so bad. It's yeah. Terrible, terrible. It, it was. It was terrible. But um, okay. So now that we've covered all that after this train wreck, so. Be on the lookout. What can we be on the lookout from you in the coming years? What like, are what plans? are what do you what, are my what do you want where to do? do you, where do you see yes. where do you see specialized fauna in say five years? What are, what do you under. what do you want to be what do you want to be working with? Obviously retakes, you know, yeah. But more specifically, what kind of retakes are there? Any other projects oh, yeah. you really want? What wanna, other species? Do you yeah. What other species do you really want to keep and? Tell us everything. Okay. Uh, 
I really in finals I would love to have a couple chondros, maybe somewhere around breeding size. I'm not quite me. sure. I would love to have. I heard that. Uh, I'd love to have a couple carpet pythons. I have one for sale. Uh, what? And a, a project I really want to get into is uh, you want buy? maybe a few like locale or not locale local species around here. And something I've really been wanting to do since I was younger was to maybe like not even do like the whole like roaming reptiles bullshit, but like go out and just like maybe like once or twice a year go out and do like maybe like a church or, like show kids some Nursing local home, animals like that I they did. would see. Like, maybe show, like, what an eastern hog looks like and why they shouldn't smash its brain in with a shovel. Yeah. Or, I mean, stuff like that. If you're going to do it, we... think twice at least. Like, <laughs> yeah. stop and ask yourself, do I really want to do this? Do I really that's need at least to progress do this? in some degree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a big thing to me because I've, I see a lot of posts all the time where someone will find, like, an, e- like, okay, an eastern rat snake or, uh, <laughs> or one of the eastern milk snakes or whatever. And they're like, oh my God, there's a copperhead. Look, I'm gonna, I smashed its head in. And you're like, fucking tool why right. and if it's slowly i've noticed it's getting better with where i live because we have a really big uh, private forest that does a lot of outreach um our fishing game is really really good about trying to put out public information and stuff like that so i mean it's getting better there's a lot of people that are now like can someone please move this thing yeah which by the way local police department had the greatest post ever because they went to move at Eastern Milk over the summer, and I guess they didn't think like you know like maybe we should double knot the bag, <laughs> and so they had to take the police cruiser to like some body shop to get all the body panels removed to get the milk snake out. Oh my gosh, that's cool though, man. I'm I'm glad to hear that people are actually being like, hey, can somebody come get this thing? I still never found my rhino rat. In case anyone was wondering, I Jesus Christ, I forgot gone, about man. that, dude. It's gone, gone. I'm so upset about it. No, man. Hurts my soul. That is fucking. I awful. think it's gonna pop up at your dad's house one of these days. I don't think days. so, man. I think it's gone. Or you've just started an invasive population of of rhino rats in I'm South gonna, Carolina. We're gonna I'm have gonna, we're gonna have integrates of rhinos and yellows. I'm gonna play the glasses half empty on this one. Don't play. I don't class. think it's coming don't, back. You're not a half empty kind of guy, man. Come I on. Am. No, you're not. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to me. I felt bad. I told Terry about it too. I was like, man. I lost it. Maybe the maybe the eastern king snake found it. <laughs> I sure that hope not. Thing that thing's would be fucked. A, a freaking, that thing's already digested. That if like, that's the case, that's a crumb for that snake. <laughs> that, it's so small that king snake won't even bother. Oh, like, that, that was wrong, me. Ryan. That was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a line you shouldn't cross, yeah. and I'm like 70 yards past that son of a bitch. You just hopped right over it, man. You just there's a line. I don't I think mean, there's any way it could have gotten in that tub. I mean, the odds. I mean, it is on the bottom of that rack, but I think the oh, odds God of it, it finding its way in there are pretty slim. Yeah. But it also got out of a rack that I thought it wouldn't be able to escape. So, crazier things have happened. Yeah, but, but if that's I mean, the case, uh, now, it, it does suck. And that uh, it, I suppose you never try to make that trap I told you about. I don't. I just. I, Listen to Redneck, man. We know a thing or two, damn it. I looked high and low. I think it's gone. My heart is broken. Because I really like that snake. Like that was like a species of yeah, super Yeah, You've talked about to. rhinos for a while, man. Got like it. that's that's it's been gone a thing within for a week. While. I just, idiot. That's uh oh. everyone's like, it's not your fault, it is, because I looked at that gap and I was like, mm, 
don't think I can get out of that. That was such a tiny gap, though. It was a man. tiny snake, though. Yes, but like I saw well, that. Bloopers are tricky thing, devils man. like that. Like you get faith, and you're like, oh, it won't get out. That's like my thing. Like, I want to get some racks and keep you know my little gray rats and stuff in them because I don't know why the fucking pathrophis are so cool. But like I see them gaps and I'm like, nah, I've already lost one snake in my life. I feel like never again. I feel like one of the tighter one of the tighter rack systems that you could look into would be a vision. Vision seems to have pretty, you know. That granted, I feel like a lot of their tubs are hard to pull out. Like they're, it's not a smooth opening, but they're. I from what I've seen, they're pretty snug, like up against the top. So something I mean, to look I've at. I've heard Emily and Ed from into. Snake Discovery. They love their stuff. And uh, by the way, just they are some of the coolest people ever. If you get to talk to them, who in public, they're super cool. Who? But who, who they, are you talking about? Emily and Ed from Snake Discovery. Snake Discovery. Gotcha. Yeah, Snake Two Channel. Cool. I mean, I don't know. I've, I talked to them last year at Finley about. Uh, oh, I can't. Now I feel bad because I can't remember her name, but she did a presentation on crocodilian intelligence. She was with Ari Flagel, uh, but it was super cool, and they were there and I actually talked to her about the comp, the thing they did with uh, alligators being intelligent enough to use tools and interacting in play time and stuff like that. Because the idea that reptiles play is a very controversial idea. Mm-hmm. But we, just, and then me and her got talking about the rack, and they're like, they love like, the stuff they have. Like, vision's cool, IRS cool, all this stuff. And I'm like, don't trust a rat snake in it, though. Because I had just picked up that scaleless Texas rat I had before. Not my proudest moment. They like to play all right. They like to play with my emotions. <laughs> mm. All Texas right. rats are awful but fun. Yeah, Texas rats are cool, man. I just lo- I just love rat snakes. I always have. Get you some. I've thought about it so many He's times. You know what kind of like, rat? Man, I miss my king rats. Man, I miss this. I miss my king rat. I really do miss my king rat. I miss my water python. But you know, some rat uh, some rat snakes that I've always I have always loved the species, and I just I've seen them at shows, but I never pulled the trigger, got into them. It's a species of rat snake. Bairds. Transpecos. Those are cool. I have always wanted Transpecos rat snakes, but it's I just I've never done it. Bug yeah. things. Yeah, they're, they're like kind of buggy. Always yeah. bitey. Their eyes are so big always, they can see in the future. I don't know about always bitey, but yeah, eyes so big they can see into the future. There's they're, someone selling a bunch of baby yellow rats, captive bred. Mm-hmm. They're they're selling like the non feeders for like ten bucks a piece. I was on the verge of just buying me like four of them. That'd be yeah. we've talked about that before doing think, yellow rats, yeah, dude. Because like, I I love yellow, yellow rat snakes, cool. man. They're so freaking cool because they're you like yellow rats and mix them with tesser corn snakes and see how striped they get. Oh god. Mm. Oh god. It'd be pretty sweet to have a tesser that gets that big though. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. With that attitude though. No, yellow rats yeah, aren't really that bad. The, like the smaller ones are, but the once they wild, get to a certain size, they really don't seem to care. Like the wild so caught. No, them. the so I've come across some wild caughts. Like I've found some massive, massive rat snakes. Like I put I found one out on the plantation that was pushing every bit of seven foot. Right. Like but you was think I think I'm bullshitting. Yes. See, thing was an asshole. That that thing was would square was squaring up on me. I'll show you a picture. All the big thing. ones that I found are like the chillest, and I think it's because they literally get so big. Like the only predators they really have are hawks or owls. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they just get to a certain size where they're like, yeah, I have nothing really to worry about because nah, ain't nothing gonna be messing with me. Right. But the little ones, those are like the yearlings and the smaller. 
Yeah. Smaller age ones. Those are those are usually the ones that are like really pissy. There you go. I have no reference of size for that. That thing was every bit of six and a half foot. But I like it'd be interesting to see what captive breeding over a couple of years could really do for those. Just right. to see like color and stuff like that. For know? sure. I think with a little captive and selective breeding with them, you know, obviously everybody anybody some yellows. Anybody who knows me knows I'm all about selective breeding wild types. And I I feel like I realistically I feel like you can do anything if you select a selectively breed it properly. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, with, yeah. a, with a wild type, you know, the I the think an albino and that would look pretty wild too. That'd be pretty cool. Albino yellow rat snake. Yeah. Oh dear lord! Now we're talking about some mad science. I love it. <laughs> I don't know about the. You know, I'm not. I'm not well, real. Just big imagine what that would go. look like. That's that's name. You are pro hybrid. I love it. <laughs> no, I mean a naturally occurring albino. Right. Like oh, that picture no, of that albino black fun. racer. Well, I guess that's. You fine. saw that picture, right? Yeah. That was pretty cool, dude. That thing was crazy. I would have kept that thing if I found it. I'm dude, not gonna speaking lie. of racers, I want those racers that Dan Maleri has. Oh those? yeah, those those are... crazy like ones from, like the southern U.S. Those things are freaking mental. The buttermilks. Is that what they are? I don't know. Are you talking about they're the ones like, from like Texas, like Mexico? They're like Texas? green and shit like that. I think yeah, I know which ones you're talking about. Those are from uh, like like the Mexico U.S. border kind of area. Mm-hmm. If they're the species I'm thinking it is, but buttermilks are pretty cool too because they have like a calico look to them and they're kind of bluish. You know, like those. speaking of Dan Maleri, you know, one of the things that I find extremely exciting that he recently brought in New Guinea. That scrub Python? No, New Guinea oh. uh, Maculosa. Spotted pythons from Indonesia. Yeah, he was going to have. Uh, He's one of the first people to he do has, it. He has Benson Morrill, who we've had on the show. He's going to mm-hmm. have him do some genetic testing to see how different they are from the Australians. Yeah, yeah, he is. I would not be surprised if they were different subspecies. Yeah, but uh, it's yeah, he brought in Anteresia maculosa from um, from Indonesia, and that's that's I didn't to be honest before his thing, I didn't even know they were there. I didn't know that was a thing, but apparently this is one of the one of the only very few times that they've been brought over to the states and. Uh, now all of a sudden I want spotted pythons from Indonesia. <laughs> it's, I think my Indonesia days are over. Do you yeah. like your finger getting eight? No, I mean they were cool and all. They're just I don't know. Yeah, it's I like gave they Billy are, my mail and that mail was really good looking. They're cool. And I hope Billy does cool stuff. Like they're that. one of those animals that just like don't I because I used to have an Antaresia. Unfortunately, it passed away out of the blue from nowhere. This was a few years, several years ago. But um, I've I've always liked them, but I guess at the same time they don't really do it for me. You know what I mean? It's like as amazing of an animal as they are. I love the granite spotted. Like the granite spotted, I think look I just, really cool. Nowadays, man, morphs anything morph related just turns me off. Except exantics. I like. God, drink your craft beer that you fucking hipster. You got to see that mail from Evan. Before you leave, you gotta see that dude in person, man. Oh yeah, that thing is freaking. Yeah, awesome. I do. I've seen the pictures, and I I want to see that thing. Yeah, for sure. Dude, that mail is sick. Like when you picked, like I've been doing the same. I was looking at it too, and I was sitting there like, "Man, he posted up another time. I'm, I'm about that thing." And then you bought it, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Nah. He kept that way, posting no, that way, it, and no, no one bought it. it. And I was like, "That's a sign. Yeah, that is meant to be mine." Yeah, dude, I thing. thought I was gonna get snagged up the first time he posted. Yeah, it, me too. I was like, "Dude, that thing I is insane." Like, it it looked like I messaged like, him months ago. And like said, How is this not that was it. sold yet? He's like, no one wants it, man. It's not documented. And I was like, that's crap. Yeah, that's I was like, stupid. I don't care if it's documented or not. That I didn't think green awesome. tree people cared cared about that. 
so I don't weird. know. I don't know what the uh, what the the holdback was on that because he kept posting it, and finally he's like, you know what? He's like, I'm not that. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll keep him. Like I'm not so unattached to him that I won't hold on to him if no one else buys him. But he's mine now, so I'm excited to see what he happens with him in the next couple months. Crazy Biot Cross. Yeah. Crazy Biot Cross. Yep. I got some I got some cool stuff down the road that'll that'll be pretty uh pretty neat. And I got a nice little group now. Yeah, you do. I mean it's be doing ooh, some cool ooh. stuff in about four years. Dude, Biot crosses are just cool because like I don't I maybe it's because Biocs are a different subspecies. But uh I mean you throw a little bit of Biok in this stuff. It's crazy. Like, yeah, I was it does, it does some really keepers. strange stuff. Yeah, I was an old GTP the other day. Uh, I think it was like uh, Tim Morris. Is that his name with Mr. Blue? Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah Tim Morris on our haste time. About you. It's like some of this crazy crazy. Like, yeah, I just crossed it with a wild caught Biok and some crazy stuff happened. It's like, yeah, prove my point. It's the secret ingredient to a lot of the designer stuff. What, Biok? Yep. Yep. Biak. Those little crazy island ones. They're definitely Dude, crazy. They're they're I the just, worst. I just <laughs> want like I I want one pair of green tree pythons. You want to buy That's mine? That's it. I mean, if I had the money, yeah, I actually I actually would, mm-hmm. but I ain't got cash. Jake, we should rock paper scissors for that conjure. I've had a bunch of people message me. I tell people the price. They're like, oh, thanks. <laughs> A guy... Biok that's not $275? Yeah, well, it's me? funny. I actually, earlier this evening, I had a guy message me, and he's like, you have any babies for sale? I said, I have one. And he's like, okay, cool. Send me some pictures and tell me how much it is. And so I did. Sent him pictures of the parents. It was like 700 shipped. He's like, there's some that are 275 to 350 on Morph Market right now. I said, there sure oh, are. Yeah. I said, <laughs> I said, by all means, go for it. Go for it, bud. Ain't going to hurt my feelings, dude. That's the thing, man. It's like they are not captive bred biocs out there. Like I said, at this least is just straight, those are imports. At least just straight captive bred biocs. Like they're just they're not here, out there. And it's I'll like people whenever right you now. whenever you say biocs, oh, everybody thinks that two seventy five <laughs> to three fifty mark because everybody sees you know labels of biocs that are imported. They may not say imported. It just says bioc two fifty, but it's an imported animal. There, if if somebody's selling captive bred you know, be green tree python. Like it's not, it's I not. wonder if scrub people deal with that kind of shit. Oh, I'm sure. Probably. I'm sure. I, like, I think but... I'm really Jones. And like, you were talking about the future of what I want to do. I really want to get some scrubs and stuff. And I really want them to like figure out what the hell is going on, going on with them at a species and subspecies level first. Right. Because I would, again, if I was going to do it, I would do it right. I would get like, you know, like a pair of Jaya's and a pair of Maruks. Right. And breed those together. And then there's just that little part of crazy scientist in me that goes, what if you missed a, mixed a Maruk with a Jaya? What would you get then? A bunch of pissed off scrub guys. Exactly. <laughs> but I got posted on in a group one day and because right after Natush posted that stuff about the condors being divided and what he was saying, like four subspecies now or some shit like that. I'm like, man, I wonder if scrubs are the same way. I mean, oh, I don't know. It's it's crazy right. as it is. Yeah, but so- I think as far as like the price gap, though, with you know scrubs like imports still aren't there's cheap. a reason corvettes cost more than a prius yeah but like 
That's I don't know. Import, like, imported scrubs still aren't super cheap, man. Like there are a lot of scrub pythons even imported when you're or that at are still bred versus the yeah, thing, yeah. Like, I think the biggest difference is in green tree pythons there's a because reason ribs are cheap, and there's a reason prime rib is expensive. Yeah, and I think I think green tree pythons are the prime the biggest example of that price difference in captive bread versus um imported because you know it does it makes a huge difference you know for animals like carpets and scrubs even i think they acclimate a little better and easier from being farmed to cap captivity you know i, I do think they're a little easier to get going a little better at things you know whereas green tree pythons not as much so it's like, yeah, those farmed animals are going to be cheaper, but those captive breads are going to jump a lot. Whereas with scrubs and carpets, that gap isn't as big. You know, they're still the the farm stuff is still cheaper. The imported stuff is still cheaper than captive bread, but it's not like double the price like it is in a lot of green tree pythons. Well, I sent this guy pictures. I of thought captive bread scrubs were like really hell, like hellishly expensive when they come up. Like, I mean, I mean, guys work their, not like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like Justin beat his head into a wall trying to feed his little baby chondros and i think david means probably has tried to strangle a few small animals trying to get his scrubs to produce yeah and it's like scrub no scrub there is like i said there is a difference but they're not like double the price you know like when you get into things because a lot of the captive bred scrubs like yeah no they're not cheap but a lot of them like your southerns aren't super duper expensive oh yeah true yeah captive bred southerns aren't super duper expensive but captive bred barnecks start moving up captive bred tannin bars start moving up captive bred malukins which apparently don't exist um I've, I've never seen captive bred malukins um but you know those it's it's the same type of concept like a captive bred biok is probably going to be a little cheaper than a captive bred jayapura or you know whatever um so it's it's that same same type of concept well, this guy wanted pictures of the parents and so i sent it to him and he i said you know 700 chips and he said 700 for both and i said no for the parents 700 for the neonate and he said beox are going for 275 to 350 on morph market i'm just looking for cheaper and i said they sure are and that's because they're imports he said not much of an issue with imports wouldn't say that affects price pricing by hundreds <laughs> yeah it does and my response was everyone's entitled to their opinion it's a free market feel free to buy from whoever you want that's the thing man whatever Captive bread in the green tree python world, captive bread literally doubles the price. But this is the same Almost. people that go on the MVF and are like, What's I wrong got with this my snake. green tree python? It eat. It's yeah. all dry. I can't get it. You know, it's not <laughs> shedding right. So, yeah, how much you probably paid 250 for it because mm-hmm. it's an import and now you can't get it. And I have shit. no issues with imports. Yeah, it's but like you if have to you, know what you're getting exactly, into. Exactly. Like you have if to know what to be on the lookout for. If you're you new to keeping in general, especially new to green tree pythons, like if you get an import, if you, again, if you still know what you're doing, you can be extremely successful. But if you just get it thinking you can treat it like a captive bred animal, you, it's not the case. You have to check fecals. You have to do internal parasite treatments, external parasite treatments, all the all that crap. It's like not saying you shouldn't do that with a captive bred, but the time is going to be easier. Especially if you get it from a quality person like you yourself, do. Justin, or Ian, you know, somebody like that. You get those animals, they're high quality. It's like you pay for that, but you don't have to go through all the headache of making sure it's clean and okay. But even guys like Harlan who get in imports all the time, like not every import he gets in makes it. He still has some yeah, that just absolutely. for whatever reason they just don't do well and they don't make it, you know. So what? It doesn't matter how good you are, you're still rolling the dice. I mean, uh, like uh, BDK was a prime example of yeah. that. You know, he was uh, he was a nice Amazon Trebo and he was doing fine for a while, but 
you know, and Justin and I both know what we're doing when it comes to these animals, but he just, he didn't make it for whatever mm. reasons, you know, and sometimes that's just the roll of the dice, but that's, that's a, that's one of the, the risks we took getting these imported it didn't Amazons. It that way. It came in fine, and then for whatever reason, it just went south. Yeah, no. It, I have no it, answers. It's nothing against... Harlan did not do anything with that, you know, that transaction, you know. But that's just one of the things that you roll with imported animals. Like, you, you don't know what could potentially go wrong. This is a similar sentiment that a lot of Conjure guys bring up, is, like, they post their captive bred stuff for sale, and then people are like, well, I can get it cheaper from Underground or whatever. It's like, okay, go ahead. Yeah, that's but fine. Go get it. You know, you can buy two of those for the same price as one of the captive bred ones. Yeah, but, it's like and don't maybe one of those will survive. Like, yeah, don't cry at me when you spend yeah. another five hundred dollars in vet bills when you could have just bought a captive bred. But you know, it's, a lot of guys set their prices higher like that to stop the impulse buyers yeah. and the people that just want a green tree. You know, yeah, just because because I think about that. You know, I don't. I want to send my animals to like someone that I know it's going to have the best chance of survival with. You know, I don't want to sell it to somebody who's just going to like have it for a month and then be like selling it on Craigslist and it end up dying. You know? Oh I yeah, know. I just I hate to send these things off to somewhere where I don't think they're going to do great. Yeah, you know, be it the person keeping it. And that's the that, animal. That's exactly why I was glad I didn't have to post any of my babies. Like I had. A, people i knew like ryan yourself you know you asked me about babies and i was like it just so happens somebody just canceled getting one so you step right in and i was perfectly happy with that because i know i know you and i know you take care of your shit and i was like awesome i have no problem sending a baby to ryan and everybody i sent a baby to i had absolutely no problems with you know i don't like sending them to random people i will full-on interrogate somebody brand new who wants something from me i will full-on ask how are you gonna set this thing up what are you gonna do mm-hmm. how do you do you have carpet pythons have you ever done this before do you keep snakes yada 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 you know it's like i will 100 percent take a loss and decline a sale before i send a baby off somebody who's not going to take care yeah, of it. that's what it is you know i don't yeah. i just like you set the prices a little higher I mean, not necessarily to try and get more money, but it, not it, weeds out, but it weeds out the serious buyers from the people that just want something cheap. Right. You know? And you probably, I mean, you probably were like more relieved whenever I was like, hey, by the way, I'm going to send you a nidovirus test. Can you run this? Do you care? And you're like, oh, this motherfucker might give a shit. Yeah. Like he actually cares. Yeah. I loved that, man. Ryan straight <laughs> up was like, hey, man, can I get a, can, if I send you a nidovirus kit, can you do it for me? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like I will 100% do that because for me, I know that you, like you said, you actually give a shit and you care, but number two, you know, it's just, what I was going off. I totally lost my train of thought of where I was doing with that. I don't, okay, never mind. Womp, womp. Womp, womp, womp. But I gotta say, like, I think a lot of people might make a mistake, like, impulse buy stuff, like, you know, your carpet pythons were very affordably priced. I mean, really, if, like, you could, that could have been somebody's first pet snake for that price. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I, do they really do the thing like, you know, like some of us do? Like, I'm sure, Justin, you probably set up enclosures. If you really, like, are planning out an animal purchase, not impulse buying it, which we all do, there's nothing wrong with it as long as you can think it through a little bit after you make the impulse buy. Mm-hmm. But, like, you, maybe you have an enclosure set up for three or four weeks prior. Fuller, like, that carpet python's enclosure, I mean, I had that set up forever before he ever got here. Mm. Yeah. And that's that. You know, that was just one of those things that just I saw that I saw that. You know, you asked you asked me about enclosure, getting that thing set up, like way, like you said, way before that baby ever even went there. You know, and 
it's yeah i was i was very happy selling giving you one of my babies and uh, i also have a condo tub set up forever but i just never pulled the trigger on a condo good <laughs> shot on that one <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh, God. no i mean that's the scare the scary snakes on a stick See that's that's like with the guy that the person that messaged me, you know. I'm okay with not selling an animal. Mm. Like it's yeah. not I've had plenty of people that have been interested in it, no one's pulled the trigger, whatever. I don't get upset about it. It's just hey, if you want to go find one cheaper, yeah. by all means, you ain't hurting my feelings, dude. I don't I don't do this to make money. You can ask anybody who got a baby from me. I'll keep every condo I had. Yeah. If I had the space, I'd do it. You can you can ask anybody who got a baby from me. I did not rush getting those babies out. Like at all, you know, Ryan. You know, I took a while oh, yeah. to, b- before I was like, okay, like we're good now. You know, a lot of it was temperatures because it was midsummer. But the other part it of so it is here. like I just wanted to make sure that they were gonna be no problems for anybody that got them. You know, and I was perfectly fine waiting it out to make sure I was comfortable. The 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 new owner was gonna be comfortable with their baby, and you know, I and th- that's I was something that scares the shit out of me is selling to people. Mm-hmm. Because, like, imagine the idea, like, for example, let's say my Sulawesi reticulated python does get huge, and I am able to find him a, a female that's a pure, you know, good lineage, quote-unquote, uh, that can, I can be like, all right, these will make good Sulawesi-type retics. Dude, how do you go about selling that shit? Like, you tell somebody, like, oh, this animal will probably out, like, if you feed it like you think you think you're supposed to, it will outgrow three enclosures in a year and a half. Like you like the vetting process is like something that terrifies me a lot as like, yeah wanting to breed that one day. But at the same time, you kind of have to not think about that kind of stuff. You True, know, just kind of ignorance is bliss in that sense. You know, it's like this. I you, my thing about and this was the case with crestes and stuff is like once it's out of my hands, I really have no control over it, and I you know it's not not something I want to worry myself to death with. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Hope for the best. You know, I had some people. Uh, I sold some crests locally, and I had a person say, well, you know, my daughter, one got loose, and, mm. you know, we never found it, or it died, or something like that. Yeah. So, well, that sucks, but, I mean, that happens. You know, I can't yeah, get mad no. about it. Once that snake is out of my hands, and it's, like, in the hands of FedEx, and whoever bought it, you know, there's nothing else right. I can do for it. Just yeah. FedEx. You just make sure you're selling to the right people, you know? Just, yeah, that's, that's, I, I have full-on have no problem declining a sale from somebody if i don't think they're fit to take care of you know said animal you know but that's i guess that's on everybody who's selling their stuff you know if you're okay selling to somebody it's just who, part of it who you don't who you know may not take care of this animal but you don't really care i mean that's on you but you know me i will full-on tell somebody no i'm sorry i'm not i'm not gonna say this <laughs> like you do not have the means to take care of this baby, and you shall not receive it. But it's free market. Like I said, if you could find it cheaper yes. and you'd rather buy it from them, whatever. Don't hurt my feelings. Nope. It's just a biok, bro. <laughs> just a biok. It's just a brown snake on a stick, Jake. What the hell? <laughs> oh, it's man. Just, it's whatever. Like I said, that guy, you know, I'm not going to get pissed. Whatever. No, I don't like care. That. But I don't understand why people... F- take like specifically go out of their way to be like well 
there's these other yeah. ones that are cheaper. It's like just say thank you. I and I can't stand that man. Don't like, compare. Oh, don't compare my crap to like, everybody else. I know else's. what Underground it's is like, selling Beox for. Yeah, you know it, I've bought from them before. It was, like, you was the first Conjure came from them. You and don't, it was a disaster. You don't have to tell Not me that it was them. But. It's like you don't have to tell me that somebody else has the same animals I have. For yeah, because if you do that, I'm just gonna like, tell you. Go to them. Well, go to them. Fuck off then. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, I'm selling my animals. They're selling theirs. You want to go spend cheaper money on with them? Then that's fine. But I'm not going to come. I'm not going to come off my price just because somebody else is selling them for a lot cheaper. You know, you've seen that a lot at Tinley Park. That was something I noticed sort of people that always, always that table that had something cheaper. And so you'd be looking at something and somebody would just kind of like nudge you, look at it and be like, Oh, that that was so much cheaper over at this table. Let's go over here, or let's go over to this wholesaler, or let's go over here. And it's like, dude. Yeah, but once again, there's nothing you can do about that. Whatever. No, there's right. nothing you can do about it. But it's just the idea of like, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm super weird and old school about stuff where I want to like talk to people and find out like what they have invested in the animal. That's what I love about y'all's podcasts and YouTube videos and all that stuff like that, where you can see somebody's uh, emotional and physical investment in the animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe they don't have a whole lot of money, like. Or they they do have a lot of money, but maybe they don't have like thousands and thousands and thousands in one animal. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, getting those condos to feed that was a bitch, Justin. I mean, watching your live streams where you were like ready to punch something <laughs> or you're giving the tubs the tubs the finger. Yeah, that happened. A that's lot. like I'm getting a sliver of that right now. They're trying to get these animals to eat reptilinks because I'm like everyone's like, oh, they eat them so readily. No, no, no reptilinks <laughs> are expensive. Because I, I had a few people that were trying to. I should tell them they should, you know I should try those with gray bands. I'm like, ah, that's. They probably won't take them. I'm not going to spend forty dollars yeah. on some reptilinks just for right. them to not work, and then be so small that I have nothing else to feed them to. So that's, oh, uh, I'm in there like before y'all called, and I was like, I have to set up. I was like skinning a mouse hopper, trying to put bits of skin on these things, trying to get the retics. Like my super dwarf <laughs> refused. That motherfucker eats tilapia fillets, and a frog and rabbit reptilink. He was like, Nah, I don't want that, cause. I had that first round of green trees, though. That was mostly me just kind of blindly navigating my way through that first clutch. Like now that just I've closing your eyes and throwing the ball in the dark. Now that I've gone through it, I know next time, like scent immediately. Mm-hmm. Don't try and get them to eat unscented out the gate. You know that's yeah. a pride thing. Whatever. I'm gonna do whatever I need to do to get those the, things going first, as quick as possible. The first thing I did to get my when I got all my carpets eating, and now mind you, I, all eight of them ate the first time around i didn't mess with trying to get them you know eating them as they were what i did i took something from a video that i watched a long ass time ago i don't know why it stuck out to me and i remembered it but it was about to do getting baby carpets feeding and one of their one of his things was was dry off the mouse make sure it's dry more scent particles get out there and then rip then rip the nose of the fuzzy and that gets even more sent out there, and a lot of times that'll trigger. And that was the thing I, that was exactly what I did in my very first feeding. I dried them out real good, and I ripped the skin off the nose of the fuzzy, and they all ate first round, you know? And then I did it little by little, and then eventually they were just taking normal food items. But. Yep. But, but we are at an hour forever. and 50 minutes. Yeah. So, where can people follow your endeavors? Uh, uh, best place to follow me would be on Facebook at Specialized Fauna. Uh, right now, at the moment, I mean, it's just I'm posting my animals, raising them up, 
I like to post sometimes I go on like, like herping and nature hikes. I'll post pictures mm-hmm. of you know, the landscape around and do like the dramatic, like show me what animals you found while you're herping. Stuff like that. <laughs> but it's, I, that's just what it is right now. It's just kind of like a way to put all my reptile stuff out there without right. putting on my personal, personal Facebook. Uh, if somebody really wants to reach out to me, they can hit me up, hit me up on my Facebook at Ryan Cox. Uh, I usually I accept everybody unless you're just a complete weirdo or you're like being really inappropriate. Yeah. Then I'm like, if you put some racist shit on there, I'm not going to be your friend. Yeah. Weird. That's right. <laughs> but, yeah. What a freak. So strange. But I mean, yeah, that's you're, you're, you're also on Instagram as well, right? Yeah. I'm on Instagram under a special, uh, underscore F E F. Uh, but that's more personal stuff like my hunting okay. and stuff, but you can follow me on there. I post reptiles. Uh, if you want to really want to like see me like, hunting and hiking and every now and then some snakes and stuff more than welcome to i, oh, mean, I, th- I thought you had a specialized it. fauna instagram account for some reason no it's special f is just my handle on there that gotcha, kind gotcha. of is like continuity for me for sure for sure cool all right man well we really appreciate you coming on thanks for having me on it yeah so Thank everybody you. remember be on the lookout for ryan cox bolo my bolo. man bolo 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 for the C O X. For the C O X. Bolo for the Cox. Jesus Christ, y'all. <laughs> All right, Ryan, man. We appreciate it, brother. All right, thanks. Y'all take her easy. All right, Toons. man. Have a good night. See ya. Right. 59. In the books. Well, that was fun. Cox is a good guy. Yeah, everybody. Ryan is awesome, dude. I met him. We've been talking for a while. I got to meet him in person at uh, Northeast Carpet Fest. Awesome dude. Awesome guy. Super. He's he's really smart. He really knows his stuff, and he's really really passionate about these animals. So y'all y'all really be on the bolo for uh, for Ryan. Specialized he's gonna, fauna. He's gonna be doing big stuff coming up. He's uh. He's a really good dude, super nice, as you can tell, and uh, he's he's definitely become a, a friend in the hobby. I, I talk to him almost daily now, so y'all definitely uh, be on the lookout for him. And uh, this will not be the first this bleh, this is the first, but it won't be the last episode of this the Bolo Show. The Bolo Show. So we will do some looking around and some scouting. We'll be on the lookout. Yes, for our next victim. We will be the ones deciding who who comes on when for these segments. Um, Who else would it be? We we've got check marks. We we got boxes. We need to check off for for people coming in. Yeah, because that that is the one thing with this. Like I don't want to just have anybody come on for the bolo. You know, it's like they have to be on the up and up you know it's even if that sounds douchey and shitty i really don't care i'm not just gonna have anybody who's new to reptiles come on here um bought a pair of crested's next last week i'm gonna be a breeder yeah Can i come on the show yeah you know so it's and i even if i sound like an asshole saying that you know it, you don't have to sound like one you just are i, well, I don't care you think I'm an asshole? I don't know. It's just like friends and people that are kind of getting into the yeah, breeding side of you know, things. That even, we just want to highlight even somebody that isn't necessarily a friend. You know, somebody who yeah. somebody who can who obviously shows that they I have heard. a true passion for what they do and they really really love this. Like I want to highlight those people. I already have a number two in mind. Oh yeah. Yes. Cool. I have somebody else in mind. So. 
we will discuss. Yes, we will. Secrets. Episode 59. Thank you to our sponsors, Fish Head Diagnostics and Steve Snakeshuary and don't his Venom Don't forget sauce. to Sis. get your animals checked for nidovirus while you sweat your ass Apparently, off eating smot sauce. I saw a post on Instagram. They have some new things coming up in 2020 as far as services and products offered at Fish Head. So I'm sure we will have an official announcement about that as soon as they keep us in the loop about it. This is Justin Smith. Palmetto Ghost Exotics. This is Jacob Bross, J.O.B. Morelia. Subscribe to the show. SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. We have shirts. It's hoodie weather. We have hoodies. Go check them out. Scaled uh, Apparel on Teespring. Yep. Check us out. And uh, I should hopefully be having some J.O.B. Morelia stuff. Yes. Somewhat soon-ish, maybe. I got a PCE we'll shirt see. coming in the mail. I'm going to see how it turns out. And if they if it comes out as, as nice as I hope it does, then I will release those. For anyone who is willing to put my logo on their titty. Yeah. I put your logo on my titty. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, man. Right on the left one. <laughs> right there. Yeah. All right, y'all. Have a good Thank one. Thank you. See you later.